Jennifer Paulinus from Shalote, North Carolina, and this Go is Barbecue Let's go! We'll do it live. Okay. Well, do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure it's safe? Whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike your match, and... Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. Good evening and welcome to the really big Barbecue Central show. This is the show that talks about all things important in the world of barbecue and grilling. The show originating from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame City, Bomb City, USA, Cleveland, Ohio, the barbecue capital of the North Coast. I am your program host, Greg Rempe. Happy to have you board here on your Tuesday evening's live fire fun and frivolity show. If you want to jump in this evening through phone calls and emails and text messages, here's how you do all that. You can get in touch with the show by sending an email to Greg at the BBQCentralShow.com. Follow us on all the social media channels at BBQ Central Show. And be sure to subscribe to the show podcast feed on your favorite podcast platform. Anything else you want to find out about the show can be found at the main website, thebbqcentralshow.com. And here's what's happening in case you didn't get the newsletter, which you can subscribe to on that aforementioned homepage website, thebbqcentralshow.com. Just drop an email in there. And that's all you need. Don't even need a first name or a last name. And then every Tuesday around 3 p.m. Eastern, you'll get a heads up on what's going on the show later that evening. In about 12 minutes from now, it's been two, three years or so since we've had him on, the pitmaster of loot and booty and your current world food champion, barbecue champion, Sterling Smith, loot and booty barbecue will join us. So we will talk to Sterling about this past weekend at the World Food Championships and how he saw that weekend come off as a whole. And then we'll dig into the dirt a little bit, talk about the barbecue section and obviously what it's like to walk away with a 10 grand check and the title of World Food Champ of the Barbecue Division. Also competing along the uh, competition lines at the same time, was the Kansas City Barbecue Society's World Invitational, which I'm sure Sterling would have been able to compete in as well, probably on both sides. So we'll talk to him about why you choose one over the other, uh, if there was motivating factors for him, get a little in-depth look at where he thinks competition barbecue in general is, and then we'll talk a little bit of loot and booty business. And if time allows, we'll talk about the Ripped Grill, R-I-P-T, which is the uh, wood chip grill that you've been seeing on social media for the last handful of months. Sterling has had a number of hours of hands-on experience with this, so we can talk about the particulars of what it's all about and what you could look to expect if you are, A, on the pre-order list, and then assuming that actually comes to fruition with uh, ones that you can actually buy, uh, what you could be looking for in a cooking experience. 35 past the hour, we'll be joined by the quarterly guest who the last two times, a little tough to get 
But we're hopeful that it will happen tonight. The creator of the Hardcore Carnivore brand, Jess Pryles, will be joining us. So we'll talk to Jess about a number of topics. We'll do a little Thanksgiving prep. We'll talk about alternatives to turkey. If you're not a turkey person, side dishes, new product out uh, now month, month and a half. Uh, that new burnt end barbecue sauce in the can. And uh, we'll get a little business update from her. We'll talk about trends of 2022 that she thought were interesting. Doesn't necessarily have to be a fan of per se, but things that stuck out to her. And then we'll pontificate a little bit because she won't be back in December. And we'll talk about things she would see happening or potentially becoming a trend in 2023 as well. And that'll wrap the first hour. Then we'll get into the second hour. Joining me for her quarterly segment and did not miss all year. The creator of the Hay Grill Hay brand, Susie Bullock, and Todd. But we'll see. We did a sound check yesterday. There were two microphones, so I would assume as time allows, Todd will also be sitting in and adding his two cents or five cents or however many cents he feels that he can add. And uh, Susie's talk will be a lot about Thanksgiving. We'll talk a lot about turkey techniques and preps and side dishes, dessert execution. I am trying to remember if Thanksgiving is the holiday that her and Todd go head-to-head on who can make the best red velvet cake. I mean, I'm not a uh, sweets guy by any stretch of the imagination. A red velvet cake, to me, would probably taste like a red velvet cake, but that's a really big thing in their house, and they go head-to-head for title of red velvet cake champion. So we'll talk to them about if, A, I'm correct in that thought, and then uh, what recipe tips or what recipe tweaks they might be making from last year's competition. So Susie Bullock, 14 past the second hour. And then closing it out, a longtime acquaintance, colleague, and friend of this show, dating all the way back to the beginnings, even before I had a podcast when it was just a forum, Dan Arnold from Suckle Busters, one of the biggest names in the rubs, seasonings, chili kits, and sauce business. He's been around for a long time. He's doing something right. He's grown it from just a handful of seasonings into a juggernaut right now. And it'll be great. I haven't had Dan on in maybe seven years uh, or eight years. And again, we go way back to just barbecue forums. There was no Barbecue Central show. It was just forums. Remember, that was a hot technology, everybody, back in 2004 and 2005. You frequented barbecue forums and posting feverishly your questions just hoping somebody would answer so you didn't F whatever you were cooking on the smoker up. So that's how the show lays out tonight. Sterling Smith shortly, Jess Pryles after Sterling, and then second hour Susie Bullock and potentially Todd Bullock, Dan Arnold from Suckle Busters coming out of the bullpen. Don't forget you can follow me socially, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Snapchat at BBQ Central Show. We say good evening to those of you watching the show tonight through one of the video streaming platforms. You can go to Facebook and Twitch slash BBQ Central Show to watch. Also, you can take in the show via YouTube slash RD Rempy. I will also take a second to say hello to all the folks using the audio streaming platform this evening, Clubhouse. So if you would rather hear us and not watch us, you can do that on Clubhouse. There's also a chat option in Clubhouse. So for those of you listening, if you want to chat amongst yourselves, feel free to do so. In the YouTube chat, I have posted a poll question, which is, do you trust your whole birds 
doesn't necessarily have to be Thanksgiving related, but when you're cooking a whole bird, any poultry, are you a trust or 83% of you currently saying no? And that's where we're starting here this evening, believe it or not, because I've gotten a number of emails the past few weeks that have questions specifically related to trussing birds and if you should or should not be doing it, both for poultry in general, especially for Thanksgiving. And I'm going to bottom line it for you. And this is just me. I'm happy to ask my guests tonight what they think, just for more opinions. Meathead gave you his take last week on the whole thing. So go back and grab that if you missed it. But the bottom line is this. In the end, it's your preference. Do you want to string up a bird? Do you want to turbo truss a bird? Do it. Do you not want to do any of that nonsense? Don't do it. Here's what I can tell you from my experience. I have no interest in dealing with butcher twine. It's weird. It's involved. I don't like it. Again, my opinion I also don't see the turbo truster being any better for me, and there is no benefit as it relates to cooking speed, juiciness, locking in flavor, or any of that. And that's not opinion. That's fact. So I don't do it. I spatchcock almost exclusively. It cooks faster. It yields a more even cooking experience. The presentation, in my opinion, is a whole lot better than doing the whole bird, not to mention significantly easier to carve when compared to the whole bird as well. So it's just my opinion, but you do what you like, just like wine, just like your temperature, internal finish of steak or whatever. Whatever your palate prefers, whatever you like, that's right. Don't let anybody tell you that it's wrong, but I will tell you the trussing is wrong. But don't listen to me. Jerry in New York is writing in, Greg, I really enjoyed the flip grill conversation from last week. I am waiting for them to make a unit to accommodate my size cooker. I have, but the campfire unit seems to be a great thing too. Thanks for having him on the show and introducing me to his product. Love the show. Regards, Jerry. Jerry, thanks for weighing in. Harry in South Carolina, Greg, I'm not a watch guy as you appear to be. However, I really enjoyed the conversation between you and the watch guy last week. I checked out the Military Edition watches Friday, a little rich for my blood, but they looked great. I had no idea that the United States was such a big watchmaking nation. Thanks for the history lesson and the intro to his brand. I'm checking out their other offerings right now. Love the show. Regards, Harry. Harry, thank you for writing it. You, too, can be read on the air. If you just email me what you think of something that happened on the show or Go ahead and write what you don't like about me. I'll read it. No holds barred. All right, Sterling Smith is ready to go. I will talk to you quickly about Primo Grills. What do we love about Ceramic Cook? We love that they are fuel efficient. We love that you can achieve low and slow temperatures for traditional barbecue meats. We love that you can get rip-roaring hot for high-temperature grillings of steak and other thin cuts. But what's missing in the everyday lineup of Ceramic Cookers? The real ability to do true two-zone cooking. Two-zone cooking is very important to both professional and backyard cooks. It's the best way to manage a fire and cook with confidence. However, getting a two-zone fire and a round ceramic cooker is not very realistic. Why? Because it's round. Enter Primo Grill on their game-changing oval design. The shape gives you the ability to execute a two-zone setup that you desire. It also gives you the other ceramic grill benefits as well. And when you break it down, there's more than 60 different ways to configure the Primo Cooker. So you're only limited by your culinary imagination. Do they have accessories? Of course. 
it's one thing I know. Not only do we love our cookers, but we need to have endless amounts of accessories to accommodate those cookers. And Primo certainly is meeting those expectations. Here's the bottom line. Best ceramics in the business? Yes. Patented technology? Yes. True two-zone cooking capabilities? Yes. Multiple sizes? You betcha. Even round if you want, but don't. Get the oval. Forget the round. Only sold through dealers. Visit primogrill.com and find a dealer near you to check them out or follow them on Facebook and Instagram. Once again, the website primogrill.com. We're back with Sterling Smith from Blue Booty Barbecue right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Casting live from the Barbecue Central Show studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. Welcome back. This portion of the show being brought to you by CookinPellets.com, your number one source for quality wood pellets for all your pellet-driven cookers. Visit CookinPellets.com for more information or to purchase. You can also browse around and see what other offerings they have that might complete your cooking experience, especially as it has to do with smoke and pellets. My first guest this evening, pitmaster of Loot and Booty Barbecue, a winner of any number of grand champion and category wins during his time on the competition circuit, and now we add world food champ to the mix. We race to the hotline and welcome back friend of the show, Sterling Smith. Hey, Smitty. Hey, how are you doing, Greg? It's I been a while. Fabulous. It has been a while, and I am remiss in not having you on before now, but, but we are here. We have plenty to talk about, of course, as I got into the open, and not the least of which is this past weekend when I was outlining how I thought this conversation was going to go, World Food was going to be more of a high-level excursion, really not digging into the guts of it, and then... Sterling Smith decided to get down and dirty and win the barbecue side of things. So we're going to spend a little time there. Yeah, man. I had mentioned not? that notwithstanding world food championships, there's the Kansas city barbecue society's uh, world champion. There's an invitational. Now there's an open now it's, uh, I don't know, two, three years old. They're really billing it yeah. to be their top end event. So when you see both of these things coming to a collision course on the same weekend, and you're somebody that could have took part uh, in both sides of that KCBS event. Why yeah, do you go to, to World Foods? What's the thought process there? Yeah, you know, I did. Uh, I, I was invited to the uh, Invitational. Obviously, I got a grand championship this year, so I was invited. And um, I did the World Food Championships last year as well. I took reserve grand champion in the barbecue area. Um, so I, I really wanted to get that grand championship at the World Foods. Mm-hmm. I, I, I love uh, stepping outside the box and allowing us to get creative with our cooking. Uh, I love KCBS. Don't get me wrong. Um, the, the, the American world is one of my most favorite events on earth. I I love that event. It's uh, phenomenal. And I, I, I grew up on KCBS, but, um, that weekend, uh, unfortunately they were both on the same weekend. 
I can't, I can't control that. All I can do is control, you know, my future and where I want to go. And World Foods was on my list. I said, I told myself before the schedule even came out that um, I wanted to, I wanted to get that world championship from uh, the barbecue section because I was so close last year. Yeah. It was, it was, it was within a few smidgens of points, and and I knew I can come back this year and, and give them a better, give them something better and win it. So I already had my mind that I was going to World Foods no matter what, and it just happened. If it was another weekend for KCBS, I, I would have definitely made that great decision to drive across the whole America from Arizona to Alabama. It would have been a tough decision, but you know, I mean, I, I, this is what I do. I love cooking, you know, and if I have the opportunity to do it, then I'm going to do it no matter you know where it is. Is it conspiracy theorist on my part to say that somebody that runs the World Food Champions purposely had this weekend uh, and or vice versa, or is, do you think it's just more happenstance? I think it's a lot having to do with happenstance. A lot has to do with venues when you can have them available. You know, I'm I'm not going to control that. I, I don't like to get into the back end side of things. Uh, unfortunately, I can't control that. Um, all I can do is control, you know, my emotions and and, and where I go and, and what I want to do. So it could be conspiracy theories if that's what you want to believe in, man. That's what it's just like cooking. You know, trust or not, it's up to you, right? That's your that, that that's your freedom to do that or not. And if you want to do it, great. If you don't want to do it, great. Same thing, conspiracy theories. If you believe that, awesome. If not, I don't know. I, I really don't care. It's not really, you know, something I, I want to dwell on or, or talk about. It's not important to me. So let's talk about the weekend. Uh, give us a little recap of the barbecue event itself and how it unfolds for the new listeners or the folks just getting into food, sport, or competition who don't know too much about it. Absolutely. So uh, within the World Food Championship, there's multiple divisions um, from bacon, uh, burger, uh, rice noodle this year. There's vegetarian as well. Um, oh, what other categories are there? Uh, was chili there there's this 10 year? different categories. No? Dessert. Dessert. I don't think chili was. I think they wrapped that in soup. Soup was a category. Uh -huh. So, I mean, I don't know. It's chili soup. I mean, that's a debate too. Um, barbecue, steak, uh, 10 total categories. So within within the barbecue uh, section, there's two different events. There's a barbecue eat, which is ran through the World Food Championships sanctioning body, and that's where you get to serve your food on a platter, and you get to fancy it up, you get to get chefy with it, and you get to think out, like I said, think outside the box and um, take just regular barbecue and turn it into a, a culinary masterpiece. And then um, there's also a CBA side, which is the uh, Champions Barbecue Alliance. Uh, which is Fred Robles', Robles um, sanctioning body in Texas. So what they do is have two events, the top five from the eat barbecue category and the top five from the CBA category advance to the top 10 finals in barbecue um, to go to that finals for there's one uh, world food champion at the in March. Can you take part on both sides or do you have to commit to cooking the eat or cooking the CBA? Yeah, that's a great question. You can actually do both. So um, uh, you can hedge your bets and say, hey, if I don't make the first day, I'm going to try the next day for CBA. <laughs> I uh, I went in just do, knowing I was going to do the eat category and roll the dice, cross my fingers and hope I get in. I, I wanted to use that next day <clears throat> to build my menu, to go shopping, to get everything prepared for the finals. <laughs> if I didn't make it, then I would have just you know, backed it up and go home. Um, the, the serendipity. That's a thing pretty is, big. Uh, that's a, that's up, an all-in kind of attitude, right there, Sterling. I got to admit, that's pretty ballsy. 
I mean, it, it was. And um, <laughs> the funny thing is, I didn't even get in the top five. <laughs> I got, I took ninth overall. But, but this year, there was what's called a chef's choice. So, what we do when we serve our platters, we have a, um, a sample platter, you know, which is our visual that they judge for appearance. And then we have five sampling trays, which goes to the judges for, you know, appearance, taste, texture, and all that. So all these uh, trays are set up on a table and all these master judges are looking at your uh, appearance uh, trays and they pick one person that they think based off appearance, uh, culinary skill, whatever, to go to the next round if they're not in that top five. So I ended up getting that chef's choice pick to go to the finals. So I was wow. the 11th entry into that uh, finals. So it's kind of like from the bottom to the top, then come, it, come comp day on Sunday when all 11 of us are there, we're pretty much on a clean slate. It's, it's, you know, rip and grip at that point. What are you cooking that ends up taking the championship? Yes. Yeah, so uh, this year and how world food works is once they get to the final, there's certain infused ingredients or an infused product, protein, something along those lines. This year, chairman's reserve was the sponsor and they gave us two uh, full packer briskets. So we had to create pretty much any meal, anything that inspired us, anything that we felt appropriate at the moment to give to these judges to show what we can do with this brisket. So it was up to us to take that brisket and do whatever we wanted to do with it. Um, we wanted to think outside the box. and I wanted to have a story. And it was, it was also serendipitous. That was a Veterans Day weekend. I'm a Navy veteran. Yep. And so I really thought to my time in Pearl Harbor, Hawaii, you know, that's when a lot of my food skills, I, I really got into food, you know, being on my own outside of mom and dad and, you know, traveling around the world. I, I loved getting into the food scene. And that was in the Pearl Harbor, Hawaii. I traveled around the Pacific Ocean. So I wanted to take that brisket and 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 given that Veterans Day weekend and give them something from my travels, uh, something of time, uh, something, a taste of what I ate when I was in the service. So uh, I had an amazing sous chef in Mike Johnson from Sugar Fire Barbecue. One of my great friends cooked with him several times. We cooked in the finals last year. I, I sous chefed him last year at the finals. And uh, my great friend John Reeves from Smoking X Barbecue out of Lubbock, Texas. So we all three came together and um, we put this platter together. We put this idea, we put this menu, and, and it just snowballed from there. And so he took that brisket and uh, we had to do burnt ins and brisket. So I took the burnt ins out and I made a teriyaki uh, burnt in skewer with pineapple, a little toasted uh, sesame seed on it for him. We shredded up that brisket and we made a crab and brisket fried rice with a little quail egg on top, a little bit of drizzle of sesame oil. Wow. And then we did a, a, a really stuffed egg roll for him. Uh, we did a mango sweet chili sauce on that and it just cut that fatty brisket amazingly. And then we did a little sample spoon with a brisket and shiitake mushroom gyoza with a wasabi aioli and a little bit of, uh, we call it China Lina sauce, which oh. is a Chinese hot mustard mixed with my Arizona gold honey mustard sauce, China Lina. It just worked at the time. And um, we rolled the dice, we threw it on the plate, and they ended up loving it. They gave us a perfect score. Uh, all five judges gave us a perfect score. Has that happened before? Perfect scores? I'm not 100% sure. It, 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 within other categories, yes, it happened a lot that weekend. There were yep. a lot of them. Within barbecue, I'm not 100% sure. I know it didn't happen last year. Um, Robert won last year, like I said, just a smidgen above me. And we were like 97s, 98s, somewhere around there. I'm not sure if it's happened in the past or not. And the judges that were taking part here were the who's yeah. who. I mean, you've seen them all on television for years and years. You had Dr. <laughs> Barbecue. You had Chris Lilly. You had Harry Sue. You had semi-famous Dave Anderson. You had, 
uh, uh, who, who Leanne am I Whippin. Leanne Whippin, Tuffy Stone. Leanne Whippin and Tuffy Stone. Right. Absolutely. So yeah. these are uh, folks Dr. that Barbecue are Barbecue didn't judge. Yeah, Dr. Barbecue didn't judge our finals and um, the barbecue. He was judging another event. But yes, we had those other five judges who were, like you said, the the who's who of barbecue people we see on TV all the time. People we see out there doing things, writing books on TV, promoting products. And to be able to cook for them was it was just crazy. It was it was an honor and it was a privilege. And to get to get all those people to tell me them that it's a perfect entry. It's 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 it hits the heart a lot, you know. How many of the teams decided to go traditional slice brisket burnets? Um, from my looks from the table, and I, I didn't get to see them all. I saw a lot of them coming through because I, I I love looking at what other people are doing. I'm interested in that. Everybody. All those pitmasters went outside the box. Really, there was a brisket. Uh, there was a fettuccine alfredo with burn ins. Uh, there was uh, a, a chili, like a brisket and chili. There's, I think, there's a couple of those, which is pretty standard. But um, uh, several out of the box ideas that were just just blew my mind. Seeing these entries come in from these pitmasters, these aren't just some redneck guys in the backyard throwing in, you know, chicken and ribs and pork and brisket. It's they were some of their other guys were just blowing my mind what they were turning in. And, and what's really cool is you get to taste the guys next to you. They'll bring you over a piece of this and be a piece of that. Hey, look at this. You know, we all like to show off our shit. Hey man, come and taste this. Tell me how good it is. So, but, but really, really liking it. And then, and um, just seeing what other people are doing was, that's something I'm really passionate about and something I love doing, you know, when you get the call that Sterling Smith is, winner of world food championships in the barbecue division <laughs> i mean you're a guy that's accustomed uh, to winning you've seen your fair share here so how does this compare to other stuff you've been involved in oh man um i think it's one of the tops actually it's a it's a it's a world it's a world championship you know it's I, i've won i've won you know chicken at the american royal i've won pork at the jack i've won brisket at australian invitational i've rgc the american royal open twice you know, I've uh, RGC'd real food last year to be that close. And then um, this was something I really wanted. And like I said it before, I, I told myself I was going to go back no matter what. And my focus was to win that and to actually see the fruition come from it and to hear your name at the end. It just means like, you know, all the hard work was worth it. You know, Sterling sometimes, sometimes that's all you need. Sterling Smith right? joining us here on the show. The website, Loot N the letter loot and booty bbq.com if you want to check it out uh, let's uh transition into this oh by the way so sterling won the barbecue side of this but there's still a whole other finals to go we don't really have any information on that so i don't want to spend a lot of time hyping up something i can't tell you about but if you follow sterling on social media or you follow world food championships or subscribe to newsletters or whatever or continue to watch the show We'll release all this news as it becomes available so you can see how Sterling uh, winds up here in the finals, which he's got a really good shot at winning, of course, because he's very dynamic and uh, an outside-of-the-box thinker, which I think is really good for these uh, specific type of competitions as well. Um, I also built a good team. You know, it's about it's about yeah, a team of course. Well. And I, it was a whole team effort, and we all came together. And it was, it was it's, every, every, everything just fell together in, in place last weekend you know it doesn't always happen but you know enjoy them when they do let's talk quickly about Luton booty's barbecue business you have rubs and products that you've been retailing for a little while now so as you've gotten them to market and increased the portfolio how's 
this side of the business running right now? You know, it's at at this point working with Old World Spices, which is my manufacturer, my distributor. Um, the, the the program that I'm on with them just works perfect for for the way that I run my business. So they distribute for me nationally to all my accounts. You know, with Ace Hardware and and uh, Lowe's and Shields and Farm and Fleet, Bass Pro, Cabela's, all all nationwide distributors. We probably have about six to eight countries importing it right now. So to to work with a company that can uh, basically partner with me to handle all the back end shipping and all that kind of stuff. Let me go out and market the product, teach classes, uh, work with Green Mountain Grills, uh, MC demo stages of big festivals, continue to compete and continue to grow my line. It's just been um, a, an amazing partnership with Old World, Old World Foods right now. And now we're working on um, other things with them. We you know working on getting my sauce with them actually right now. I'll be going out in the next probably next month to work with uh, their R and D team to to work on bringing my sauces in house to Old World Spices. <laughs> so it's it's been a hustle. Obviously, I think the uh, I think really how I built my brand was working with Green Mountain Grills and building the um, outdoor pitmaster classes. So I came to you know Jason with Green Mountain. I said you know I, I have this idea. I've already doing classes. What if we what if we expand this to all of our dealers who carry Green Mountain Grills and we offer this program for them where I can come in and I can not only show them how to get the best of the grill, I can give them some amazing backyard recipes, you know, from a championship pitmaster. So I've been able to, to, to grow not only Green Mountain Grills, but on my line as well. Because when I go into these dealers, I'm using my product, you know, we're selling it, we're taking it off the shelf and, um, you know, putting food in their mouth and getting somebody to taste that product is a, it's a huge selling point. Uh, getting able to taste it on food as opposed to just sprinkling your hand and putting it in your mouth. Uh, so that there's a lot of power in that. And I, I've built a lot of my brands and a lot of my relationships on, on that class. And then, uh, like I said, working with Old World to fulfill the back end, shipping, receiving, handling. It's, it's just been a great program. And then a couple of years ago, I was reached out by Callisto uh, Media about writing a book. So during COVID, I've, I banged out two books, barbecue book, a sauce book. And um, to me, it was another product. It was another way to spread information, spread love. Another another thing that I can, you know, have in my portfolio of products. Yep. And um, it's it's been working out well for me. Everybody that is a fan of this show knows that Green Mountain Grill has been a longtime sponsor. Uh, we've been very uh, open and transparent about things that have been transpiring between them and Traeger. We'll hold that off to the side here. There is another product that, again, I'm not going to get into the weeds about because it's, it's not my weeds to get in per se. But uh, there's a product called Ripped Grill that you have been cooking on for any number of months now, maybe even longer than... I would even know since we saw it on social media. Uh, looks a lot oh, like yeah. a Green Mountain Grill, but it's a, quite a bit different as far as fuels are concerned. It's not a wood pellet cooker by any stretch of the imagination. It's wood chips. So talk to me Absolutely. about this grill and how you have liked cooking on it and how it separates itself. Absolutely. I've been, I think it's about eight months now that I've been uh, working on this grill and, you know, just working out the, you know, with anything that has the PID controller, you got to get everything right with the, the smoke and the volume and the amount that the auger pushes through the fan control unit, working with that uh, thermocoupler. So I, 
leading up to its release, we were doing just a lot of cooking and, and beta testing and getting a lot of that right. And um, I find that definitely there's a lot more uh, smoke product visually, definitely. And then uh, I find at 275, you know, lower temperatures, the the amount of smoke flavor, if you, you know, the, the flavor, uh, <laughs> it's definitely more prevalent um, than a, a, a pellet grill. I can, the way the, the wood combusts, the way the smoke reacts in that chamber, you're definitely getting a smokier product. Um, once you start burning higher, you know, 300, 350, it's really efficient, much like any other grill, mm-hmm. uh, smoke flavor is going to be in difference. You know, I've tasted food off of stick burners, off of green mountain grills, pellet smokers, cook it at high temperatures. When you combust like that and so clean, it's hard to tell anyway, but definitely when you're smoking at low temperatures, that smokier product comes through. I used the grill for the first time in the competition in Kanab, Utah, which was about a week before the American Royal, maybe two weeks. And um, I, I just wanted to throw it out there before I, before I, you know, put it into the big show. So uh, it, it did really well. It ran well. Got a couple calls on it. I just needed to tweak things. So I ran it at the American Royal. We ended up reserve grand champion. Yeah. I took up pork and, and ribs. We're both uh, cooked on that ripped. Two weekends later, we brought it out to the jack, cooked ribs on it, and took seventh place at the jack and ribs. Uh, cooking on the rip grill so you know uh the proof is in the pudding it, it is a tool and if you know how to use a tool much like any other tool you can get phenomenal product off of anything but to me the build of that rip grilled it's sturdy it's big it's meaty it's double wall insulated uh we have options much like the green mountain grills with pizza oven attachments there's a uh, sausage hanging rods we also have a um a rotisserie option available so the amount of options on it are are, are much like we have with the green mountain grills the build is a lot it's it's just meaty yep. you know it's a it's a it's a well-built grill you feel like you're buying a a a 14.99 grill and that's pretty much what's going to be the price shipped to your door 14.99 for that grill for the options it's a it's an amazing grill an amazing price it is the pit master of Luton Booty Barbecue, your newest world food champion on the barbecue division. Not the bridesmaid this time, Smitty. You are indeed the bride, no doubt about it. LutonBootyBBQ.com is the website. It's been too long, like I said, my man, but appreciate the catch-up, and let's do it again sooner than later. Always love having you. Always love seeing you, Greg. Thank you for having me on, and thank you guys. Uh, I really appreciate everybody for uh, you know supporting my product, supporting my brand throughout these years. It's just been an awesome ride, and I'm going to continue to roll, baby. All right, there he is. Sterling Smith, Loot Booty Barbecue. Once again, his website is lootnbootybbq.com. And speaking of Green Mountain Grills, I'll talk to you quickly about them. Uh, sold through dealers only, greenmountaingrills.com. So find a dealer near you, go to the dealer, touch them, feel them, hold them, love them, and then pick the one that's right for you. If you want to save a few bucks, look at the choice line. If you don't mind spending a few more extra bucks or you want all the bells and whistles like that are on a lot of other cookers right now, so that would be internal meat probes and peek-in windows on cooking chambers and pellet hoppers, lights on the inside of the cooking chamber, Wi-Fi, app connectivity, all this stuff. Primeline, that's the one you're going to want to take a look at, peak and ledge. Now, the good news, as Sterling had mentioned, the pizza oven insert, the peak, the ledge, and uh, the choice line cookers all accommodate the pizza oven insert, so you can do a host of low and low barbecue or you can smoke roast and then you can kick it up a notch on Fridays and Saturdays or any day of the week and do pizza parts 
high heat pizza it's still very popular and this is a great pizza oven and you only need the one cooker yank the guts out pop the pizza oven on and away you go again through dealers greenmountgrills.com find them and get educated you'll be ready to rock and roll because you will now be educated as well greenmountgrills.com we're back with jess priles or are we Stick around to find out. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Howard Stern, Jim Rome, Dan Patrick, and Greg Rampey. The Mountain Rushmore of talk show entertainment. Now, let's get back to the Barbecue Central Show. And we thank Sterling Smith for joining us last segment. This portion brought to you by Fireboard. Monitor up to six different temperatures simultaneously. Connect to Wi-Fi for cloud-based monitoring or connect via the Bluetooth. If you have Alexa or the Google Assistant in your home, you're locked. Fireboard fully integrated with both. Find out more by visiting fireboard.com or call 816-945-2232. My next guest, the CEO of the Hardcore Carnivore brand of products, a spokesperson for a number of high-profile brands to include Smithfield Fresh Pork. She's a book writer, social media, and internet sensation, as well as a Barbecue Central Show guest hall of famer. We welcome back Jess Priles to the show. Hey! Hi! You're there. Can I tell you? I am here. Oh, wow. um, you know that Barbecue Central Hall of Famer is is my favorite of all the titles, obviously. It is? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it is. Well, thank you. Is it because like, you you're me? currently in, well, <laughs> I don't want to presume, but is it because like, this is maybe the only thing that's got Hall of Fame attached to it? Maybe, but also because you're wearing my t-shirt and it looks really good. Yeah, on you, so thank I you. I just throwed it out there. Me and, sure. uh, me and David Leans are working out, so uh, we're filling hey. out the shirt nice. Yeah, Beef Chief, which yeah. is great. Thank you for uh, outfitting me tonight. I appreciate it. You're welcome. You've been asking for years for a pocketless version, and finally, I caved. So, right. well done. That's right. Thank you. Um, <laughs> 67% sure. of my viewing audience on the YouTubes is saying they don't trust turkeys. So let's lead mm. off tonight by A, asking me, uh, me asking you this question. Are you ready to talk some live fire tonight? I'm ready to talk some live fire. Okay. It's not the right answer, but we're still trying. We're still one day where you're going to get it just serendipitously. Uh, are you a trusser? Uh, I'm a I'm a situational trusser, mm. so I'm a maybe trusser. So what and drives you to trust? Mainly, if I'm stuffing the turkey and need to hold something in situ. Mm-hmm. Uh, but mostly, I would spatchcock these days because it's a better cooking uh, delivery of heat to the uh, turkey. I would argue when you're stuffing the bird or whatever it is you're stuffing um you just like the the end product that you get with the stuffing like what's the why, why do you do that just because it's like iconic or are you getting something better uh, the flavors or whatever i think you can get like if you stuff with citrus and herbs like it's a great way to 
to sort of have that more aromas than anything permeate the meat. Um, and so, you know, especially if you're going to put a whole orange up in there, you really want it to stay in place and you might trust to do that. And obviously uh, trusting the wingtips or um, I usually just tuck them under the bird will prevent the very tips from burning as well. Unless you like burnt tips, in which case, let them fly, you know? Yeah. You yeah. do you, boo. Uh, I'm asking some of my guests this evening. You're the first one. Uh, mm. Turkey tips over the course of the show leading into Thanksgiving because, like, in a week and a half, that's going to happen. So I'm going to change it up a little bit and ask you for some alternative ideas to the traditional turkey protein. Well, I am very beef centric and I feel like an obvious one is a prime rib. Mm. Um, another great option is a whole smoked tenderloin. Just did one of those this week. And um, obviously very easy to get, especially from, you know, your larger, larger stores. You, you can also custom order them in most grocery stores. So they're actually pretty accessible. And when you're buying in bulk like that, you get a better price um, mm. than obviously buying by, by like a steak. Um, so I think any of the beef roasts are going to be real heroes, but I also did a stuffed Smithfield pork loin, um, which really nice, like a creamy sausage stuffing. And I think that that can have a really like sort of big wow factor on the holiday holiday table too. Cause it's also about kind of bringing it to the table on a platter, looking glorious and going, look, look at what I have achieved in the field of meat, you know, uh, for, for the whole beef tenderloin thing. Are you cutting it into fillets or are you uh, like trimming either side to a Chateaubriand? What's your take on that? So I, I, I buy it usually whole. I'll trim off the silver skin. I'll take off the chain. That's how I, I, I like it sort of quite neat like that. But I'll leave the heel or the iliacus in place. And then I'll tie it with butcher's twine and that very – um, tapered edge, I'll sort of swing it around like a U-turn mm. and then tie that in so it's sort of roughly equal in size on both ends. Um, and, and then I'll just smoke it whole like that because then you get that sort of impressive, you can cut those beautiful medallions off one after the other. And especially if you use Hardcore Carnival Black and you get that great contrast with it, it's a, it's got some real wow factor. Yep. If we go back to the traditional turkey, are there two or three top tips that you're telling people? this time around oh i'm dying on a hill i oh, have one we are you no know i usually do Great. yeah can't wait to hear what Ready? hill we're dying on tonight don't double brine your turkey what does that mean it means that most birds that you will have access to particularly from grocery stores will already come pre-brined so it says it on the packaging say something like enhanced or solution added um, and that means that they have already taken the steps to brine the bird. And a lot of people, because I posted a video about it today, and of course, as you know, Greg, because we talk about it often, the internet knows better. Um, but in this case, um, <laughs> a lot of people were sort of like, no, that brine's terrible. I mean, it's it's not. Salt is salt. So the idea is that the turkey industry realized that not everyone's an amazing cook at home and that turkey can often be dry. So they started pre-brining the birds. They do it a lot with pork as well to give you a better result at home. And sometimes if you were to do a brine on top of the birds that have already been brined, you risk really denaturing the protein. So salt will start to break down those connective tissue bonds. Um, sorry, the, the protein bonds. And 
you can go too far with it and affect the texture of the meat. Mm. So also I would argue, you know, unless you're going to put something really significant in a brine like a whole apple juice or, you know, cranberry juice or something like really, really significant in flavor more than just an orange peel and a little bit of allspice, you're probably not going to taste that much of it. So why bother with the brining step for a bird that's already been brined? Hmm. You know? Work you, smarter, not harder. No doubt. Are you an injector uh, outside of the enhanced no. bird? Like, will you inject birds instead? I don't even own a meat injector for any kind of protein. No? I just, I know people do it. Nah, it's it's a little too, I, you know, it's very, very necessary in competitions. And I just don't cook competition style in my home. I like that idea of a more holistic approach in terms of, like, what can I do to make this meat sing the best? You know, I want it to be the rock star uh, without manipulating it too much. I what mean, you- having said that, you know, the brines have probably already been injected, but I just don't do them. What are your favorite one or two side dishes for Thanksgiving? Ooh, stuffing for sure. Either a cornbread or I do a great one with croissants. I have those recipes on my website. Um, which is super easy and, and it's, again, that wow factor. Basically, if you're someone who loves adoration, these are all dishes that you will bring to the table and people will be like, wow, wow. you know, and that's a nice thing in and of itself. And just to feed your family like that, that's a nice thing too. Um, so probably that, hey, I, I really do that whole green bean casserole thing, just have never been able to get on board that train. Yeah. But I love also yeast rolls because um, who doesn't love carbs? Yeah. And I do a version of them that's made with bacon fat, and it's delicious. No doubt. Well, mm-hmm. quick U-turn. She's only been a rubber, but now she's a saucer, ladies and gentlemen. Hey! So look at this. Here's the hardcore carnivore burnt ends sauce that's here in this jar. And... You know, we spent a lot of time over the years talking about you have this one product, now you have these two products, and so how we go about adding stuff to the hardcore carnivore brand. But it's only been mm-hmm. rubs, and now you've gone and gotten into the sauce game. So um, let's talk a little bit about why it was right for sauce this time, and then why specifically was it burnt end sauce? I, I was very hesitant to get saucy. Um, just because everything that I've added to the hardcore carnival line and even how it started to begin with has been very much about products that I believe in and feel strongly about and would use in my own home and not something that floods an already flooded market. So they have purpose and meaning and use. And there are some amazing barbecue sauces out there. I love using Meat Mitch frequently. Yeah. Um, I buy HEB barbecue sauces here in Texas. They're amazing as well. And I, and I just feel like entering the world of barbecue sauce was just something that didn't need to happen at that time. But I had this idea for burnt ends. And what we've done with the sauce in particular is all of the things that I've developed are this is how I think it should taste. And luckily how I think it should taste has resonated with other people. And so when I formulated the burnt end sauce, I, I wanted something I have in my head what burnt end should be. And when I would go to some barbecue joints and just get cut point brisket that was just tossed in regular barbecue sauce, I'm like, mm, that's not really the flavor I had in mind. That's not what I think of when I think of burnt ends. And so we developed this sauce with a, with a particular like 
type of sugars in it that can be reheated without splitting. Sometimes when you use regular barbecue sauce to finish your burnt ends off, once you reheat that product, it can actually kind of lose its shine and glossiness because the sugars start to separate and the consistency changes. So the consistency was was a big part of the sauce in addition to the flavor. And as it says on the bottle, just add meat. So it's meant to be an all-in-one solution. I'm curious what inverted sugar is yeah that's what i was talking about <laughs> oh that's the non-separating sugar okay that's right uh -huh. that's right so it's a it's it's a sugar that you can you can heat and it'll stay um it'll keep its glossiness it'll keep its consistency there's a little bit of smokiness in there as well there's a little bit of um a little bit of heat not necessarily that it's hot but just to balance it out um and if you haven't already got plans for hams, you should definitely glaze your hams with huh. it as well. Yeah. It just pours really beautifully over the ham. So now that the sauce floodgate is potentially open, do you have other stuff that you are now game planning in some form or fashion to bring? Is there going to be a Texas-style sauce and a, this region sauce or a hardcore carnivore-specific sauce? There's literally nothing uh, in source R&D right now, which is not to say that there won't be in future. But again, I, I'm just so careful about choosing things that I feel really strongly about that I feel will have a place and a purpose. Yep. And so when I think of that next thing, I will absolutely, um, I will absolutely start messing around with it in the kitchen. But right now, we'll just probably focus on, on seasonings and accessories as the next thing. And hopefully people really enjoy i mean we've already had amazing feedback on burnt end sauce and and i also always like seeing when people use it for something other than it was intended so i've seen it on chicken wings and ribs and things like that too so yeah we are a month and a half away from the end of 2022 when i was talking in january saying that 2022 was rapidly coming to a close as i always say on the first show of every year well guess what now it's almost here so i was right again for the 48th year in a row. What Amazing. trends surprised you this year? They don't have to be ones that you liked, but what were you surprised to see come out of the woodwork that people really gravitated to? I was surprised with uh, smoked cream cheese, but and not in a good way per se, but that was yeah. the one that really stuck out to me. You know, I feel like I'm having trouble answering this question because I've put so many of them out of my mind. Like I never tried the smoked cream cheese just because I don't want to yuck someone else's yum, but it just seems like something that shouldn't even be a recipe like Rachel Ray's midnight bacon. Have you ever seen that recipe? Never. It went viral. It says put bacon on paper towel, put paper towel in microwave. That's the recipe. Yeah. So that's how I feel about smoked cream cheese. And it's not my vibe, but I'm sure it's other people's vibe. But I think we just, I nearly want to say that with the vast overtake of pellet grills in the outdoor cooking market, which is rad because it's brought so many other people into the fold and yeah. you want people to be excited about cooking. But it's also definitely, I think, probably created, um, I feel like you could start a Barbecue Central album of dishes that didn't need to be smoked. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I don't think every dish needs to be smoked. Like, for example, I prefer my steak charcoal grilled rather than smoked. Hmm. I just prefer the flavor of it. So cream cheese, um, I prefer in cheesecake form. Hmm. 
or popper form. Or brick form with a saltine dipped and then yanked right into your mouth. Watching Probably days of our lives. So much. No? Yeah. Or scallion on a bagel Ooh, form. scallion. Gross. Sure. No way. <laughs> <laughs> Onions are gross. Uh, 2023 trend predictions. Anything you want to call your shot on before the year turns? Uh, yeah. I know someone's going to continue to cook beef whole and fly in the face of millions of professors around the world who work hard to tell you why you shouldn't cook it whole. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 I see a lot of people getting interested in meat science now for sure. So um, I'm not that innovative um, because I feel like it's just like these core things that keep coming up again and again and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but I, I, whatever it is, it's going to be some weird s smoke thing. Maybe it'll be a turn or a trend to meet science for the great unwashed. We won't see any more NyQuil chicken. We'll just know that that's some bullshit and we won't be sticking it up on TikTok or, or anything like that where the FDA has to warn the general public not to do such nonsense. Maybe that's going to be the trend of 2023. Yeah. Smarter people. Maybe, but I mean, that's, you know, that's why our coffee cups say caution hot. So probably not. All right. Now it's your favorite time. You ready to play a rock and roll game as we close out? Yes, because oh. I know that I'm right no matter what your answer is. All right. Well, Jess Priles uh, from Hardcore Carnivore. Right. Jess, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, I'm Jess Priles. Um, I enjoy being on Barbecue Central and cooking meat and telling people why meat myth busting is a thing. I love how the introduction changes just a little bit each and every time. You're always like Gotta right keep there. it fresh. Boom, right there. I love it. All right. Mm -hmm. You know, if you get this right, we call that a winning streak because you will have now aced two. So that's when a streak starts, when you do two oh my gosh. of something. So no pressure. I feel pressured. No pressure. Between pressured. the two of these songs, which one is better? <laughs> Artist Meatloaf. <laughs> Paradise on the dashboard lights or two out of three ain't bad. Um, lock and see neither because no one listens to Meatloaf anymore. All right. Well, I don't know about that because there were choices A or B, but guess what? You were 100% right. That was a trick question. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, Good for so you. Good for oh. you. Oh, well, I'd like to thank my family no and doubt. Greg. Unbelievable. Yeah. I thought I was going to trick you right into that, but no, no. Jess Pryor's way too smart for uh, way too smart for such nonsense. It and was like Rudolph's nose. Yes. The beacon was just there. You could see it. All right. Well, here's what you want to do. For any more cooking recipes or tips, you go to JessPriles.com. All of that stuff lives there. If you want product, rubs, this new sauce that we were just talking about, another such stuff, HardcoreCarnivore.com is the website. And then socially at JessPriles or at Hardcore Carnivore, depending on where you want to go. Anything else? that you would like to leave us with Jess as we get ready to turn into 2023? Uh, 
make sure you have tums in your pocket and always eat as much meat as you want to. I wish yeah. that was a little bit more profound, but let's just go with that. We will go with it. Uh, Jess, always appreciate the let's time. And we will see you in mm-hmm. 2023. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Thanks, everybody, for listening as well, and have an amazing rest of the year. Cheers. All right. Happy Thanksgiving, by the way. All right. That's Just Priles. Uh, again, the website, justpriles.com, or... That's for the recipes and all the food stuff. And then Hardcore Carnivore is where all the products, rubs, seasoning, sauces, exclusive limited release items happen from time to time as well. Uh, Where am I here? All right, let's talk about Big Papa Smokers, the one-stop online shop. For all things barbecue, a curated selection of only the best outdoor cooking and grilling supplies will get you on the path to better barbecue results in no time. Everything at Big Papa Smokers has been pitmaster approved by Sterling Big Papa Ball himself. From the award-winning rubs and sauces, the American-made grills and smokers. They have the perfect rubs and seasonings. Popular flavors like Sweet Money, Cattle Prod, Cash Cow, all proven winners on the competition circuit. 13 perfectly balanced flavors, transforming ordinary meals to extraordinary. They're also selling Granny's Barbecue Sauce, which they own. So if you're looking for a new go-to sauce that will please everybody, Granny's traditional yet powerful flavor reminds us of why we fell in love with barbecue in the first place. And they're selling cookers in all various shapes, sizes, and forms. If you're looking for a versatile smoker that's easy to use, check out that Mac 2-Star General Pellet Cooker. Big Pop Smokers the exclusive Mac dealer, even offering special packages. If you don't know what kind of grill you want, call them 877-828-0727 or shop their website at Big Papa Smokers. That's B-I-G-P-O-P-P-A Smokers.com. We are back to wrap the sh- first hour. <laughs> We're back to wrap the show, everybody. No. Back to wrap the first hour. Stick around. We'll be right back. Continuing to produce incredibly mediocre content in an exceptionally professional way. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Craig Rampey. And we thank Jess Priles for joining us again last segment. The website's jessepriles.com for all the cooking stuff and recipes, hardcorecarnivore.com. For all of the gear and the rub seasoning sauce, all that good stuff, and socially at Just Trials or at Hardcore Carnivore, so make sure you're tagging the right one. We also thank the pitmaster of Loot Booty for joining us before Just Trials, talking about the big barbecue division win over at the 2022 World Food Championships. I think he said a bridesmaid last year and committed, doubled down and said, hey, hell or high water, I'm going back to the 2022 World Food Championships and I'm going to win that barbecue thing no matter what. Guess what? He did it with some very creative use of brisket, to say the least. Went back to the Navy days, went back to his uh, other flavor profiles that he was experiencing back in those days, brought it to Texas and walked away with the title and checked for 10 grand. So not a bad weekend. And when he was doing the eat portion, was wasn't even the top five. He was ninth. 
He was in by the judge's choice, and then he won it. So I can only imagine how many pissed-off barbecue teams there are because he didn't make it in the top five. But he won. We are pointing to the second hour. Go ahead and refresh libations, and we will be back here in just a few moments. You are listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show right here on the Barbecue Central Network. Stick around. We'll be right back.